Hi friends, I'm Katie Brinkley and you're listening to Rocky Mountain Marketing. With nearly two decades helping business owners, consultants, and coaches with their digital marketing, I know that social media can be an incredible tool to grow your business when you know how to do it the right way. And that's what we're going to do today. I teach you how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship and digital marketing, and hopefully you'll grow your business with a few great tips you wouldn't have known otherwise, and maybe even discover a great local business you love. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Today, I'm joined by Jeff C. Jeff is an international speaker and a visual marketing consultant. He hosts the Social Media News Live show and podcast and is also head beard at Manly Pinterest Tips. Uh, Jeff has worked with and produced a wide range of content for various companies, including Guy Kawasaki, Kim Garst, Social Media Examiner, and Tailwind. And on a personal note, I have seen Jeff and his magnificent beard take the stage at least four times, at least four times that I think of. And every time he takes the stage, he has so many great actionable tips that you can start implementing immediately. So when I asked him to come on the show and he said, of course, I was really excited. So Jeff, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Well, thank you. And I just want to say, you know, you were on my show a couple weeks ago and you killed it on there as well. So (laughs) I'm more than happy to return the favor. So I'm excited to talk with you today. Well, and, and, you know, when we first, well, when I first was introduced to you, it was when you were talking some, some Pinterest and uh, I know that what we're going to talk about today is going to touch on Pinterest, but you, you and I really are in alignment on repurposing with purpose and forming community around our brand. So before we go into that too much, you know, you've been working with Guy Kawasaki, Social Media Examiner, some really big names, and now you're an entrepreneur. Tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today. Oh, gosh, how much time do you got? This is only like an hour podcast. <laughs> the so, Cliff Notes version. <laughs> the Cliff Notes version. So I actually started getting computers when I was in college because I wanted to play video games. And so I did that. And then... I ended up getting married and I was like, I gotta do something. So I started a little web design business. And so I was doing web design. If you remember like flash websites, remember those, those were like, I, I, sorry, but I did some of those, um, back in the day. And then I started, uh, I worked for an an agency for a a while. And then I said, uh, I'm gonna do my own thing. And, um, I just started doing it and I was starting to do, I did a lot of video stuff at the beginning, a lot of corporate video. Remember those little CD-ROM business cards that you could do? I had a robot machine that kind of made those I would sell. Uh, so did a lot of multimedia stuff. And then I started, you know, telling my clients they need to do, you know, the social media thing because it was coming, it was going. And I said, well, I better do it myself. So I started a blog and I wrote an article called, you know, Manly Pinterest Tips Number One. And it was about how to, I was sharing in the secret board with my daughter. We were planning crafts and doing, you know, recipes and stuff. And it went kind of viral, it went crazy. Uh, and this was back in the days of Google Plus, And it was when live video really started that you could do it yourself. And so I started this show and I was, inter- I was able to interview people like uh, Guy Kawasaki and like the producer of Pretty Woman and Under Siege and all this. It opened up all these doors. And then I started a podcast and then that got me noticed by Social Media Examiner and I started doing their Pinterest. Then I eventually started to be, they were like my number one client. So, and then speaking there for five years, six years, 
uh, and then, you know, gigs along the way, Guy Kawasaki now, and just starting my own thing. And so, yeah, it's been a wild ride, but it all started like with this little Pinterest thing. And so uh, it's Pinterest has been very, very good to me. Well, that's the thing, Jeff. I mean, for those who are watching on YouTube, and if you're if, if you're listening to the podcast, head over to YouTube and, and you have to see Jeff's glorious beard. <laughs> but I mean, it is true. You don't think of Pinterest really being for men, unfortunately. Yeah. And it is an incredible search engine. Mm -hmm. It's a visual search engine, and that's what attracted me to it. And I got in it because, and actually, you mentioned the beard a couple of times. Um, <laughs> I started, when I started Manly Pinterest Tips, I thought, you know, I'm going to, I'll start growing a beard. And if it doesn't work, I can shave it off. Well, that was what, I don't know how many years ago, seven, eight, something like that. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't shave it now because it's part of the brand. <laughs> it's but yeah, so it, 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 it is part of the brand. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's been really good. It is a visual marketing. There's so much stuff for uh, guys on there. I remember when the the NHL, the National Hockey League was on there, and then like the NFL, and there's these huge, so there's cars, there's cigars, all sorts of cool stuff on Pinterest. So it is not just uh, the a, a platform for the ladies. It's funny because a lot of men will borrow their their uh, girlfriend's or wife's account and start making their own boards. So it's really fun. Why do you think that Pinterest has just gotten such a feminine... Uh, I don't know, I almost say like brand around it now, but I mean, like really, yeah. anyway, there's so many great tips to, to learn over there. Yeah. And it drives a ton of traffic because remember each of those pins drives back to a source or a, you know, a website or a video or something. And so I, it, you know, it's not that so much, it's not so uh, just like, it's kind of split 50, 50, like over in the UK and other places. It's just the stigma that happened at the very beginning. And that's why I kind of got in there because it was so like, why is this? I mean, I knew I couldn't go and do like a J Bear, Bear uh, Convince and Convert, but I thought maybe I could niche into this thing. And then it kind of took off and it, and it did open a lot of doors. Um, but yeah, it's there's tons of stuff over there. But in the um, U.S., you know, at first it was a lot of, you know, wedding dresses and how to do your nails <laughs> and, you know, like uh, anything in a mason jar. You know, it was a lot of that at first. But uh, now you can you can find all sorts of stuff on there. Totally. And, and I think that one of the things that I love about Pinterest is with what you said, you, you kind of brushed over it, but mm -hmm. it's leading people back to different traffic sources. And I don't think that right. a lot of people realize that with Pinterest, this is where if you have a podcast, if you have a live video, mm -hmm. if you're creating a, a blog, all of this with Pinterest as your, as your, your right hand or right arm guy or gal mm -hmm. is just going to help you. Yeah. And it, and it went up a lot during the pandemic, of course, but the, also the thing on there, there's no fake news. I mean, it's just stuff that you want or you're interested in, or you like, I mean, I have a lot of uh, wood carving cause I do that on kind of for a hobby. So I have a lot of that of kind of stuff. Wood carvings. That doesn't I know. Yeah. Me yeah. And so uh, there's, and, 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 you know, I do a lot of cooking, so there's a lot of grilling and smoking and, you know, uh, tailgate there's all, oh, so there's so many good tailgate stuff over there. Um, so there's all sorts of cool stuff. So yeah, if you haven't checked it out in a while, go look at it because, um, one, there's no fake news, no politics. It's mostly just, you know, stuff that you like. And, um, the other thing is it can really help you, you know, drive traffic if you're consistent and put stuff out there and it's good content. Uh, and it's evergreen. It kind of lasts forever. Uh, I have stuff that comes up seasonally where I get traffic from just because that pin gets surfaced again. So it's really, really cool. Well, Jeff, I want to dive into a little bit of this repurposing conversation because mm -hmm. I recently have joined, I mean, I have my podcast. Uh, I also have a blog. 
I'm not right. doing a ton of live video like, like you are, um, but I'm trying to take some of this content that I'm creating and repurpose mm-hmm. it out onto my website, repurpose it, you know, onto to YouTube or onto Instagram. But I know that there's a better way that we can take some content that we're making and repurpose it across all these platforms. So let's dive into that conversation today. Yeah. So I really, so like what you're doing now where you're on Riverside and you're able, you're actually capturing video along with an audio for a podcast. That's what I was doing way back in the day on Google plus. I mean, I mean, when I went live on video, I had the audio, I stripped it out and I used that. Uh, I think that's the biggest bang for your buck right now. If you're struggling for creating content is, you know, get your camera set up, do, you know, do a podcast like, you know, Katie's doing, and then you have audio and you have video and then you are set because you can take that the, what you're what you're speaking and turn it into a blog post. You can take the video, put it to YouTube like Katie's doing, um, and then you have a podcast, and then you have clips that you can take out of all that stuff. And that used to be like really really daunting for a lot of people, and it, and it can still be that way. Um, but there's tools now. Like if I would have had these tools back in the beginning, oh my gosh, I would have been like you know Amy Porterfield or something like that. But um, just huge. I'd be huge everywhere. But um, you can now split up these things super easy by using the tool that I'm in love with right now is Descript. I use that all the time. As soon as I'm done with a live video or a show, um, we put that into Descript and then it makes a transcript and you can edit the transcript, which when you edit the transcript, edits the audio and the video. And then you can clip out things for it for uh, YouTube, um, for Twitter, all the places that you need it to go really, really easily. You can actually edit full podcasts in there. We actually use Descript uh, for Guy Kawasaki's podcast. He records it with his guests. So um, he's got some people who's coming up uh, recently. Um, I can't think of anybody right now. My mind's going blank. But, you know, like when we did the one with Jane Goodall, uh, she got on uh, a, a uh, like like we're doing here uh, with Riverside. It was I think it was a different network. They sat down, he recorded it. He uploads that to the script and then he goes through and he makes a first pass with it. The cool thing about the script is you can actually take out like filler words, like the ums and the ahs and you knows and stuff. And then um, it edits that in your audio track. And then what I do is I come after he has edited. Oh, wait a second. Hold on. It takes it out of the audio track too? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And video. The only thing is, and Guy, he and I have gone round and round on this. You can't, you can't edit like you read. He is a book author. He's got 12 books. He has edited multiple books. So he tends to go through the script and read it and like a book edit it. I go back and I add things back in because people speak in a certain way. Um, Some people, and they have different cadences that different guests have different cadences when they speak. And sometimes they'll go, you know, and and if you cut off that, you know, it sounds really robotic and it abrupt. And so I either will add that back in or smooth it out. The cool thing is if you have somebody the, the once in a while says, uh, or I will say, so I say, so a lot for some reason, you can take those out automatically with Descript. You can just go in and highlight those all and you'll just remove them from your audio. So it's so cool, the stuff you can do. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've, I've heard of Descript before, but I, I had not been using it. And I think that when you're just getting started with having a, a podcast or, or like what we're doing here, mm-hmm. uh, when I was on your show, Jeff, I was talking about batching your podcast and, right. and it completely different sort of strategy than, than what mm-hmm. you have implemented with your live, your weekly live show. But I think that with 
a lot of business owners or a lot of people who are thinking about just trying to find more ways to put content out, having a recorded podcast that you, that you could batch is a great way to just get started. And then, you know, when you're a podcaster 3.0 or maybe more like 10.0, like, like Jeff here, (laughs) then you can, can go, can go live. But it, it's a content generating machine, this podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, like what you're doing is awesome. The way you, I'm a little jealous that you're able to batch things the way you are, because it does get like, it's like, okay, this week I got to, you know, it's every Friday. Okay. What if we want to take a break? You know, it can be a little, uh, there can be that issue. So you have a trade-off between, we'll talk about this later about community a little bit that I like with live shows versus being able to batch like you're doing. For most businesses, I would say do what Katie's doing. It's a lot easier. You're able to batch a lot of stuff out. But the cool thing now with Descript, I would say if you're going to do a a podcast and that's something that's really kind of driving you, unless you're just scared to death and you know you won't do it in front of a camera, I would turn on that camera because the the ability to take uh, all these shows that Katie has done, and she could do it right now because she's recording all these live. They're going to YouTube. Um, She could take these when they're done and put them to Descript. And start chomping those out for, you know, social posts when the podcast episode goes live. That can be done really easily. She could, you know, because you can actually highlight, which is really cool in Descript, highlight a section. And what I usually do is there's a, usually when somebody has a, 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 I ask a question and they have a response, it usually will fit in that two to three minute range. And so I can highlight it and it'll show me the actual length of their, their answer. And I always make sure it's under 220, which means it'll go on Twitter. And so all of my answers are all 220. Now I have different formats. So I have a square format that goes everywhere. And then I have a, uh, a uh, like vertical video that will go on Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, those things. And then I have a, the regular 16 by nine that I upload for a, a clip to YouTube. So, and that's all with one show and with all one tool. And you, you don't have to like do all this fancy editing like you had to do in the past. And so the other, the other cool thing is that tra- your, since it's a transcript, you have subtitles already. You don't have to upload it to a third-party tool. Yeah, and I, I think that with, um, you know, I've, that's what I was doing was uploading it to uh, Headliner right. as a tool. Yeah, it's a great and, tool. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, but I wasn't, I had to still create the templates. I still had to create, you know, okay, well, this is the section I'm going to grab and then grab it out of Headliner. But having that all-in-one tool, I think, will make it a lot easier for people to take right. this podcast or take this audio that they've created and repurpose it multiple ways. And with this transcription that you're talking about that Descript does, mm-hmm. you're, you're putting it out there as a blog, right? On the yeah, website. Yeah. And the cool thing is, is you can clean it up. Um, what you got to remember, if you take out like ums and some words or whatever, it's going to, it's going to make cuts in your video. So I usually make multiple copies of the, what they call composition inside of the script. And then I have one for my blog post. And then I'll go through and take out all the ums and ahs and the repeated words and all that stuff. And I can just make it pretty because you can just, you can change just the transcript and not the, you know, the audio files or whatever. And so it's really easy to make a transcript that you can upload. The other hack that I do, a lot of times we have these trainings or like we just were at Podcast Movement and we're able a lot of times to download a session uh, sometimes I don't have time to watch a whole, you know, hour or 45 minute session. I'll just upload it to Descript and then I have a transcript that I can read. <laughs> and so that, so that's kind of a hack that I use for like, okay, I wanted to get the content of this, but I don't really want to sit there and watch it. Can I, 
you know, I can put it in there and, and have a transcript. So I've done that with, you know, even my presentations when somebody, you know, if I, if like for this show, I could take this show, if Christy, you know, will allow me to, and I could take it and dump it to Descript and I could actually have a, my own blog post or whatever based on hers. And I can link back to her show. I mean, all sorts of things you can do with this tool. You can create audiograms right in it. Now they've added that feature now. So it's just, it's really robust and I, I don't work for them. I promise, but I really, it is because <laughs> I that came affiliate from a video link editing. here, Jeff. You I know, know um. exactly. <laughs> I mean, but the thing is, is I was a video editor for such a long time and I still use premiere. I still use it for a lot of my stuff, but this has really changed the entire way that I repurpose and, and cut up and, and redistribute content. It's just that powerful. So in addition to getting all of this content out of, a 30 minute, 15 minute, hour long conversation. You're getting a ton of content that you can repurpose on your website, on your right. YouTubes for SEO, on Pinterest, on Instagram, whatever your social media platform of choice is. But you're also going to be building a community. And I think that with podcasting, especially, there's something powerful about hearing someone speak. It can form relationships much faster. Then reading a blog, then, you know, sometimes like going to a, a networking event or if you're going on YouTube right. and you see someone, uh, someone's video and you say like, okay, well, it kind of sounds like they're reading that. But with right. a podcast, there's something intimate about voice and it really builds strong connections. So I'd, mm -hmm. I'd love it if you talk, because this is one thing that you and I both are in alignment with, with community and how you can really form a community when you have a, a podcast. Yeah. So there's something really, like you had mentioned, intimate about being in somebody's ear. And especially if they're a subscriber and they're in there every day, you know, uh, we talked a little bit before the show is a good friend of mine and I've worked with him for a long time is Eric Fisher. And he's an old, old school podcaster. He does the beyond the to-do list podcast where he interviews like great people like Cal Newport, you know, John Acuff was just on there and some really big productivity people. That's his kind of uh, bent on his show. But people come to him like, I've listened to your show for like 10 years. And like, I've never, I'd never put it, I, I, I recognized your voice from walking in the hallway. And so there's something about having that, you know, uh, when they're vacuuming or they're driving or whatever, being able to talk to them in their head is there's really something about that. The trick is, is how do you get that from the podcast into a deeper level. So it's not just them receiving your information, but them being able to talk to you. And there's a bunch of different tools that you can use in your podcast. Um, my friend Lou Mangello has the old standard um, 800 line and he'll read, you know, or he'll play the people who have left him messages at the end of his show, which I think is a great way to do that. To me, he's the standard, he's a, he's a friend of mine too, but the way he builds community with his podcast, but then he also, invites the podcast listeners to a live show that he does every Wednesday night based off of his podcast. Many times I see a lot of podcasters doing that or doing live with video on YouTube. They'll, you know, they have their podcast that goes every week and then they'll have a live show on YouTube where they'll talk with their fans or whatever. So there's some great ways to do that. But I would, if you're starting a podcast, don't neglect your audience. Um, one thing that Lou does on all of his shows and I asked him about it and why he did it. Cause he goes, hello friend. And he always talks to people in the first person because he says, I'm only talking to that one person behind them, behind the earphones. So he calls them the friend. He talks to, Hey friend, thank you for listening. Love having you here. So he's very personalized with his 
audience and he's thinking about them first. And I think that's a really great lesson is, okay, if I'm doing a podcast, who am I talking to and what words am I saying to that person? Like I'm in an intimate conversation with them. How should I be talking? And, uh, you know, there's, you know, other tools like Volley is a great tool we've started to use um, where you can actually invite your audience to chat with you asynchronously, which means they can leave almost like a voice message, but it's a voice message or a text or a, um, you know, just audio if they don't want to turn on the camera. And you can build a community that way with just having them speaking to you and you can form groups. And it's really kind of fun, almost like Clubhouse. Like I knew you were big. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I was, I was, that's one of the things that I loved about Clubhouse is that, you know, with podcasting, it's, it's really a one-to-one conversation. I mean, whether it's you and me talking, Jeff, me and a guest talking, but it really is me and the listener or us and the Mm -hmm. listener. Whereas with Clubhouse, one of the things that I loved about it was that you and I could talk and then let's say, somebody comes in and they're like, well, actually there's another tool that you can also use to, if you want to leave voice messages. And this is what I've been utilizing. And when someone leaves a voice message, I get paid $3 or something. It's like, oh, well now, now we're having, oh, well, this is cool. We're all learning something with it. And, Mm -hmm. um, that there is something to be said about being able to have conversations with your listeners. I mean, I, I would love to be able to know from my listeners, what's, what are some of your, your favorite episodes? I've asked them on LinkedIn and, and on Instagram, I can look and see which ones are the most downloaded, but which ones mm-hmm. were the most impactful for you. And if you have something set up, like what you just were talking about, like with Get Volley, you can have that communication with your audience. So that way you're you're not just kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall. Right, right. You're like, what would you want me to talk about? And yeah. the, the thing that we're able to do, and you could do the same thing uh, as a podcast, is we'll ask questions like, hey, we're having Katie on the show. She's talking about podcasting. What are some questions that you've always wanted to ask a podcaster who's been doing this for a while? And they can actually leave those questions, and I can play them back live during my show because you can download you know, the, the volley. And you always don't want to ask permission, but you could do the same thing with audio. You could kind of use it as a voicemail uh, type thing. So Volley is another really powerful kind of new tool uh, that we've been using that, you know, and you can have a URL for that where they can come and it'd be your community uh, and they'll have a message play when they come join you. So there's some really cool stuff you can do. But if I was starting a podcast or even if I've had a podcast for a while, I'd be really thinking about, okay, how can I take and grow the community aspect of it because that's where your fans and the loyalty happens is when they, you know, we have people show up every week, the same people to our live show. And I know them. I know Gary Stockton's there. I know he's on Instagram and I know that he, he, what is his hobbies is he's a musician um, because I've followed him for such a long time and he's, and he's joined in the community. You know, we've got Brian who's from the U- UK and Barcelona. He comes in every week and, you know, a lot of times will show us where he's been or what he's doing and he's a photographer. And so you get to know those people. And so being able to do that in your community, I just, I just, I think it gives you longevity. I think it gives you super fans and it also gives you contents because they'll tell you what they want you to talk about. So with that being said, and building this community, I know that a lot of people might be saying right now, well, this sounds like, this sounds great in theory, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable on live video. I don't really know what I would say. How would I even find guests to to come on? And, you know, it sounds like this is going to be a whole lot more work than just, uh, you know, 
asking, you know, somebody off of Fiverr to write a blog for me every week. Right, right. So, you know, and when you first get started, you're starting like everybody else did. They started with one, one follower and uh, it may be your mother and that's fine. Uh, the only thing I would say is plan ahead for nobody being there. Um, when I would do live shows, I, and I still do it, it's just a habit. I have 10 questions that I have just always, I just have them ready in case I need them because nothing's worse than showing up and like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about and I'm live or I'm recording a podcast. And so I always would have 10 questions. And most of the time now I have the audience and they'll fit into what I was wanting to talk about anyway, but be, just be prepared for that. Um, finding and, and get plants. I remember when I first did live, I would call my friends and say, Hey, I'm going live on this. Can you ask this question? I mean, we, I was a magician. I was actually in the Elitch gardens down where you're from. Um, <laughs> But I would, you know, in magic, you'd have plants in the audience where they would kind of, you know, help you with the trick. And so the same thing with live video or a podcast, you know, or, you know, have your, your friends come on and be your first guest. Um, there's, there's also lots of tricks. Like you could go live to a private group in Facebook where no one sees it and it's just you and you can practice all the tech and what to hit and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, I would, it can seem daunting, but just like you said, to plan out in, on our episode, you said to have those three episodes, get those three episodes out of the way, get them banked, and then you've already got momentum, and it's easier to find guests when you say, look, I've already got three episodes, you know, um, you know, we had this person on the first time, we'd love to have you on and talk about this, this, and this. So um, get those three episodes out of the way. Um, batch, I think if you're struggling, like in getting started, do what Katie said and batch them out. Don't jump into live video if you've never done it before. Um, but yeah, just uh, I would start with your friends and then your acquaintance. I think you told us that you started just interviewing people, local businesses around you. That's a great thing to start. And if you don't want to do interview show, what are the biggest questions that you get from your um, your your clients? I mean, I remember I consulted with a dry cleaner company uh, here and. Uh, it was a rug cleaning company. And so we talked about like how to take care of stains on a rug. We helped, you know, helped him develop content around that. Like what happens when this happens? What happens when I look, when I move and there's a stain on the carpet, what do I do? All that stuff is content that can really serve uh, the people who are trying to find out more about your business and your services. And with live video, I think that it was one of my biggest hurdles for uh, just getting used to being on camera. I am right. um, in the geriatric millennial age group, which that's a <laughs> terrible term, but um, I was born between 1978 and 1985. And mm. we are geriatric millennials, um, but we grew up alongside of the internet, not used right. to taking pictures of what I'm eating throughout the day um, and, and always being camera ready. And I think that it that was a hurdle that I had to overcome. So I love that tip that you shared about going live in a Facebook group or, or practicing. I mean, like even Instagram has a practice mode for lives. Mm -hmm. I, I love Instagram stories just to get used to talking to a, a lens. But with anyone that's considering live video, one of the things I, I actually love about it is that there is that room for error. There is that room right. for mistakes. And everyone, it's, it almost feels like the pressure's off a little bit more. It's funny. And the, and the stuff that happens, you know, uh, I remember I had cashed in all my chips and I was going to do the show the first time with Guy Kawasaki back in the day on Google. And um, it was, he was my first guest. And I had, I had a water bottle, like one of those Walmart refillable water bottles. And he was in the green room and I'm getting ready to 
go live and I go, okay, here we're gonna start. And I went and I hit the side of my desk with that water bottle and the whole bottom dropped out, went right in my lap. And I, so I'm like, hey, we're live. And I looked really surprised because I had a crotch full of ice water. Um, but you know, that stuff happens. I mean, that stuff will happen and you just gotta tell yourself it's gonna happen. I'm gonna work through it. I've had the power go out. One of the favorite things that people still would talk about was I was doing a show with Elisa Meredith on Tailwind and we were talking and all of a sudden her cat, uh, she was in a kind of a, like a greenhouse and her cat jumped up and like just pinned itself to the, the screen and just stayed there because there was a squirrel outside and everyone was so distracted and they were talking about that in the chat for forever. But stuff like that happens and you just have to roll with it. The other thing, if you're starting and you, even with podcasting, um, practice the tech. Like I would sit and if you've seen my show, I have lower thirds coming up. I'm switching cameras. I practice for a long time. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to do when this person comes up. This is what I'm person to do. This button is here and this, but I mean, I practiced that stuff a lot before I felt comfortable going live. I just didn't say I'm going to go live and then just do it. I practiced. And so I think that's something, you know, if you're going to use a web-based thing like, like Riverside, okay, how do I start and stop? What happens if somebody gets disconnected? What do I do if, you know, if all of a sudden my camera shuts off, do I go on? What am, am I going to stop it and try starting again? Have some systems in place that you're kind of ready. One, sometimes that stuff will never happen, but at least you'll be confident that, okay, I've got a plan if something like that does happen. And, and it's true, Jeff, you're a, a true professional with all of the lower thirds and switching <laughs> screens and all that. I felt like I was on TV. It was very, very well done. Well, the, the thing is, I do that is because it's all repurposing because um, I because having those things flashing, I don't have to add those later in post. I can just take those cuts and it will have your name and your podcast on there and then it'll have the topic come up. And it's not a big deal to for re and it goes back to our repurposing conversation. Well, with that being said, Jeff, uh, this episode has gone by super fast. What is one tip that you would like the audience to walk away with from this episode? Because we talked about, you know, an amazing tool like Descript and just mm -hmm. getting just getting started and figuring out, you know, if you're going to have a, a guest format or if you are going to, you know, talk by yourself, you know, just getting started with lives and expect the unexpected. But what is one of the biggest tips that you'd want someone who's listening right now to walk away with? that your content is good and you need to repurpose it. I think so many times people are creating content and then they are like, Oh God, I got another show. I got to go to that. And with the algorithms now and with it, it, the things, just so much stuff out there is I think people aren't squeezing all the juice that they can out of their content because it's good content. There's a reason why people want to come on your show. There's a reason why you have followers on those platforms and with the algorithms, they're probably missing probably 99% of the stuff that you're putting out. And so instead of so much focusing on like, okay, the next guest, the next show, the next blog, whatever, think about the ways that you can repurpose the content that you have now and put it in different formats, because there's a lot of gold in there that I think people are just, you know, throwing out because it's, you know, they, they haven't thought through the repurposing process. So I would go with every, whatever content you're creating is kind of think of repurposing first, like what, how can I take this? Where are some of these natural breaks um, that we can do that? If you notice our show, we have three sections and you know, we talk about this and then we'll talk about this and we'll talk about this. That's not by accident. That's so we can have places to cut. We can have places to repurpose. Um, so think kind of repurposing first because otherwise you can get lost in your own content 
without getting the, the good stuff out there. Such a great tip. And Jeff, talk, tell us where we can, one, catch your weekly show, uh, you know, social media live, and mm -hmm. tell us where else we can connect with you. Yeah, I'm Jeff C. Everywhere, and my last name is spelled S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. Uh, SocialMediaNewsLive.com is where you can find me. Um, we do a show every Friday. Make sure you go back and check Katie's uh, show <laughs> because she did a great job talking about podcasting. I think it was about two or three weeks ago from this date. Um, but yeah, some we have some great guests on there. We have a lot of fun. And say hi. Talk to us in the comments. Ask your questions because that's, you know, the show is always better when people are asking questions and we can bring them up on screen. Well, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show today and look forward to seeing you again at the next conference yes. when you will take the stage and share some more amazing tips. Thank you again for joining me on the show today. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing. Make sure to subscribe so that you can continue navigating the world of entrepreneurship. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave the show a review and connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Katie Brinkley or connect with me on LinkedIn. And if you're ready to start making some sales on social media, be sure to grab my free guide to selling in the DMs without being spammy. You can get that at katiebrinkley.com. Let's keep taking your marketing to all new heights.